This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morse, and this week we continue our YA Coach series with our women's and men's squash coach, Rye Hergeth. That's coming up on the Bates Bobcast. Rye Hergeth wrapped up his first season at the helm of the Bates squash programs with the women ranked 16th in the country and the men 19th. He won three national championships as a player at Trinity College before receiving his degree in anthropology in 2013. Hergeth immediately got into coaching upon graduating, and he uses his experiences in college to impart wisdom to current Bates student-athletes. Well, Happy New Year, everyone. Our first episode of 2021, and we're happy to have Rye Hergeth with us here on the Bobcast for our YI Coach Series. He is the head coach of the men's and women's squash teams here at Bates, uh, completed his first year with the Bobcats last season after coaching at Chelsea Piers for a few years and, of course, playing for the dynasty that is Trinity College during his collegiate career. But Rye, uh, you know, growing up in South Africa, you obviously played a lot of squash, but when did you start to think, not only do I like playing squash, but I want to coach squash at some point. Wow. Well, first, Aaron, thank you for having me on this uh, podcast. I think it's a very, um, it's very intriguing and a very important podcast for uh, full coaches to kind of, you know, go through, especially during a phase of our coaching careers and phase of our lives where we're constantly almost not sure what's happening next and this is definitely uncharted territories for all coaches we've never been in this type of situation where you're not allowed to really coach and help your own players in person it's everything is virtual and everything is restricted so yeah my first year was definitely one of the most challenging years of my life especially you know being young uh being a rookie and with covid so um yeah it's been it's been a challenge but um very happy to be a part of the Bates athletic department um everybody's been very welcoming but to answer your question um why I chose squash I think the coaching part definitely came a little bit later so to give you a bit of a bit of a history and to start from right at the beginning is uh my mom and my dad had their first official date on a squash court uh my grandfather was pretty much i couldn't say he was a national level player but he was nearly that um so squash ran in the family i don't remember when the first time i picked up a racket i could have been one two three my earliest memories of playing a competitive match i was probably about five or six so squash has been in my family since i can remember my brother is the head pro at the Malta Moa Club in Portland, Oregon. My mom and my dad have been playing squash their whole lives. My mom stopped a couple of years ago because of health reasons. And my dad occasionally plays, but uh, he's kind of old. So um, I hope I hope he actually listens <laughs> to this podcast. Uh, he's kind of old, so he's struggling with his body a little bit. So he decided to give up squash and uh, now he's a mountain biker. So still staying active. Uh, very active family so yeah squash has been in uh, my family since I can remember um, my original you know uh, calls growing up was to be a professional player 
Um, I think my my one and only goal for a long time was becoming the South African national champion. Um, I think that was a that was a very big goal and something that's still in the back of my mind. But um, what changed that was I went through a period where my body could not keep up with the the high intensity that squash really um, brings out on you. Um, so I went through a period where I probably sprained and rolled my ankle probably 50 to 60 times in about a five-year period. Um, after I graduated from Trinity, I had a knee operation uh, about 11 to 12 months ago. I ruptured my Achilles. So the pro uh, route kind of ended kind of a while ago. And I think the coaching part really started when I started coaching at Chelsea Pierce. And I have to give a lot of credit to the head pro at Chelsea Pierce during that time. Her name is Natalie Granger. Funny enough, she's also from South Africa, but we didn't know each other because she's a little bit older. And she played, she was former world number one. So had extreme amount of knowledge about the game and gamesmanship and just pretty much everything that involves helping people get better at squash. And I am so grateful for her and what she actually taught me about the game itself and most importantly, how to coach and how to use that to have a positive influence on a lot of people. Um, so I think that's kind of where the coaching the passion to coach and the passion to help people. It really started at Chelsea Pierce. And again, like I said, a lot of credit to Natalie Granger for actually bringing that out in me and something that I didn't know that I really had until I got my teeth sunk into a few junior players. And I recognized the amount of influence that I had on them in a, in a personal level but most importantly on a squash level and that kind of triggered me into thinking that wow I am so fortunate that I'm extremely passionate about the game and there's not a lot of professions out there where if you're passionate about something besides being a teacher at a high school a professor at a college where you're able to have a positive influence on young people and again, I say I'm very lucky and I'm very blessed to be in this position, but I think that's where that's where I started to fall in love with coaching, especially here at Bates. Is I, you know, I finally realized that um, just the 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 massive positive influence that I am able to, you know, have on my specific players. It's a huge responsibility. Um, you know, that's, that's always going to be there. Um, but, uh, but I think that opportunity that really drives me to be a better coach and really made me realize, okay, this is why I, this is what I want to do. I'm curious at Chelsea Pierce, you mentioned you were working with some players who were like junior players. Were you also working with like beginners and stuff like that? Were, were the people you were working with pretty experienced already perhaps? I worked with everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I um, you know, for example, I put a racket in a guy's hand, uh, in a 15 year old's hand who's not currently playing at Princeton. Uh, he was a walk on at Princeton, but um, I, 
I put a racket in someone's hand like that. I put an I put a racket in a girl's hand, um, who reached the top what she was top eight in the country for her age group, and she's gonna probably get recruited by some very good schools. Um, but I was also very much involved in younger players that have never played. I pretty much worked with the full range, young, young um, teenagers, uh, the best in the country, a couple of national um, junior champions and, you know, some some college players, you know, here and there too. So what, how do you approach things differently or do you approach things differently when you're working with like a beginner versus someone who's, you know, played for quite a few years and has some ambition? Oh, for sure. It's a, it's a, <laughs> it changes completely. Yeah. Um, just because squash is such a complex sport. Um, you can kind of relate it to, you know, peeling back an onion. Um, if you're a beginner, you know, there's a, there's a thick layer that you need to get through um, to really understand how the game works. Because like I said, it's such a, such a, a difficult and complex sport once you start peeling those layers. Um, so yeah, you have to approach whether it's a beginner, uh, you know, someone that's got some experience, but not much athletic ability, then you get the super experienced, super athletes, um, where you need to peel down multiple, multiple layers for them to actually understand what you're saying and for them to get something out of, you know, that specific coaching session, if I can phrase it that way. You mentioned last year. This last past year being, you know, the most challenging of your life, which understandably, because it's it, a lot happened, right? I mean, you got kind of a late start at Bates and then the pandemic hit recently and everything, I guess not so recently now, but um, going to college, coaching at college compared to coaching at Chelsea Piers, what were some big differences or similarities perhaps between those two experiences? Well, probably the most um, satisfying and biggest differences I found, and I found that pretty much within my first couple of weeks of bits was just the, you know, I, I mean, I was um, at Chelsea Pierce. It's in a, it's in a very like affluent um, area um, where a lot of the squash players, it's a means to an end to some extent. Um, there's not a lot of motivation to get better because they're under so much pressure to, keep their school grades up and there's a lot more going on in their lives not to say that college is easy um, but I found that out very quickly at Bates was the amount of um, self-motivation and self-dedication to get better it wasn't um, it was no longer about okay please can you come to the courts and practice please if you want to um, get on court for a, for a private lesson. I'm not going to charge you. You're on my team now. <laughs> I, I would love to get on court with you for no charge um, just because I want you to get better and I want to help you get better. Um, and that's something that just almost blew my mind, not because it shouldn't be the norm, but just because what I was used to at Chelsea Pierce in that specific area of the country. So I think that was the ultimate surprise, if I can phrase it that way too, is just the amount of dedication and passion that college players all of a sudden, you know, bring to, to me as a coach is there's no longer, okay, please come. It's 
I want to be here and I want to get better. That motivation is rare if you're coaching kids between the ages of 13 and 15, 16. You inherited a team with some strong leadership, right? Graham Bunnell, Lutza Polgar. I mean, how key were those senior leaders to help the transition here to Bates? Oh, I am so grateful for both of them. They each did an incredible job, especially during that difficult transition uh, between when the former coach left and when I was hired. They probably had about a, a three to four month period where um, Ray Bonnell and Luto Poga, um, they were not just the captains, but they were almost the captains and the coaches. So their roles played a massive, massive uh, impact on the successful season that we ended up having. You know, our season could have gone south very quickly. They barely had a preseason. They had to um, get into vans and drive to Bowdoin and somehow, you know, get on the courts there after Bowdoin's varsity team got off the courts for their practice. So their preseason was extremely challenging. So for us to have ended up having such a successful season, that credit goes to Graham Alutza. I played a little bit of a role. I changed the way that the team needs to think. I changed a lot of the culture. But if it wasn't for them, uh, <laughs> no one knows where, where our season would have ended. Um, so, yeah, they they did a fantastic job and really set up set up a great example for for the future captains, yeah. You mentioned one of your mentors at Chelsea Pierce, uh, the head pro there. Any other big, important mentors in your life uh, who you go to um, in terms of coaching advice and whatnot? Yeah, of course. You know, um, and it's it's always been difficult to not um, go back to my college days because I know that not that Bates and Trinity College has a huge rivalry, but uh, but as a coach, you know, I I would love to to kind of bring in my own ideas and to to almost stay away from what we did at Trinity, what Coach Asiante did at Trinity. However, if you want to talk about a mentor and someone that, that you can always rely on getting the best type of information and advice, Paul Coach Asiante is the man. Um, I don't think, think you can, as a squash coach, um, you can reach out to anybody better for advice. You know, I almost on a weekly basis, maybe on a, maybe a little bit you know, more regularly, um, I kind of ask myself, what would coach do? And I still refer to coach as coach Paul Asiante because he was my coach and mentor. And he's currently is my mentor too. If I'm uh, dealing with a specific scenario that I have not in counted before or I need advice on he's the first person that I'm going to call so yes poach call uh Asiante has had a major influence on my uh life you know whether it is uh whether it relates to to my own squash or squash coaching he actually married my wife and I oh. uh we uh yeah <laughs> So he's played a major role um, in my life, in my wife's life. So yeah, he's he's definitely one of the biggest mentors in my life. Excellent. And then you graduated from training in 2013, right? So Correct. You know, fairly recently in terms of, I guess, time in general. So how often do you draw on your collegiate experience when it comes to connecting to your current student athletes? 
So that's actually something that I feel has played a major, major role. And like I said before, it's difficult to not continually relate to what I experienced at Trinity or to bring um, certain rituals and cultural and team practices that we had at Trinity and kind of bring it in here at Bates. I don't think that's necessarily the way to go. Bait squash, you know, we've obviously gone through a new transition. Um, and I want that to, and I want bait squash to create its own identity. Um, however, um, my experience at Trinity College, I almost want to say there's not a single other um, college squash coach in the country that can share my experiences. And that goes along with, I won and I told myself that I was not going to use, I was not going to, you know, necessarily talk about myself during this, during this uh, segment, but, but this is called why I go squash, right? So um, <laughs> my experiences in college, I think is I invaluable, not just for bait squash, but, but like I said, there are very few college coaches that, that can relate and that, that have experienced what I experienced. And that includes, I won three national championships. So I experienced the ultimate high, but I also experienced the ultimate low. I was on the team that, um, that lost the longest collegiate sport streak ever. I was on that team. I was responsible. I lost my match. So, which is pretty much one of the lowest of lows as a college player. And I was also on the team and I also lost the national championship streak against Princeton. And that was obviously just, you know, heartbreaking. I only applied to one college in my life. You know, there was no plan B. It was either going to be going to Trinity College or I was going to see if I could play uh, full-time professional squash. And then we decided and, you know, going to Trinity, my mentors as I grew up, the people that I looked up to people like Jacques Swanepoel, who was an All-American, Reggie Seanborn, he was an All-American. I grew up with him. They were like, you know, second and third brothers in my house. So I knew about the streak and Trinity since I was about eight years old. So to be in that position and to win a national championship was obviously the dream come true, but to also have disappointed all of those alums and to have lose both the regular season streak and the national championship streak in the same year was an extreme blow. So that's what I'm kind of, you know, going at is I experienced the ultimate highs by winning national championships, but I also experienced the ultimate lows of losing, you know, a historical streak and letting down, you know, people that I looked up to letting down nearly hundreds of former players that sacrifice everything to keep that streak alive. So obviously that was that was a big low and you know for me and it took me a long time to process that. But to really answer your question is I experience everything there is to experience in college squash. And I don't think there's a lot of other coaches that can say the same thing. So I think it's going to be very important how and when I can, you know, 
almost help the current teams, the current players, players of the future to help them through those scenarios because it is going to happen. Maybe, you know, we won't be competing for a national championship in the next year or two, but, you know, hopefully we can, you know, be in that position in the next five to six, seven years. And, you know, that would obviously be the goal. I despise losing. And um, I think a part of the culture at Trinity that I would love to bring in here is, yes, we are going to strive to be the best we can. We're not going to settle to have a mediocre record. We are going to do everything in our power to be the best that we can. And with that, hard work is a major factor in that. So, yeah, um, a lot of experience, a lot of ups and downs. Um, but I think all of that plays a massive role in helping current and future players, you know, process certain scenarios, certain uh, levels of, of um, disappointment and all those things. Have you shared that story with your, with the team? Like, or are they already like aware of the background? I don't know. Oh no, they're fully aware. This, that, yeah. That's something that I have, you know, mentioned now and then that guys, um, you know, if there's anything going on in your lives, you know, whether it's on court, off court, in the classroom, if you're dealing with a personal issue, I have a lot of experience in, in pretty much all of that. I had my own personal lows in college. Again, I think I experienced every, every type of scenario in college. So, um, you know, some of them I'm not proud of, but um, as a coach, you know, you almost couldn't, couldn't ask for anything more because what, what is coaching really about? Like I said in the, the beginning is I have the opportunity to have a positive effect on young lives and to bring the most out of that positive effect. You have to be able to relate not only the positives, but the negatives too, because as we all know, college is not an easy four years. Um, it can be easy, but you need to be able to have a lot of discipline, uh, very high work ethic, and there are very few that have that. Um, and the majority, you know, maybe their work ethic uh, will take a bit of a, you know, take a bit of a dip during their sophomore year, for example, mm. or they'll struggle with one specific class and, um, you know, it will just be, you know, college is a struggle. It doesn't matter what, if you're, if you have players from India or Egypt or um, that, you know, that can't really afford to go out and have a nice meal with other players, that's a personal struggle, regardless of who you are, what you are, what type of player you are. Um, so yeah, college, college life is very difficult. So I think I'm in a very unique position to, to help, um, all those different scenarios and, and, uh, and hopefully, you know, have a positive, positive impact on everybody. What's your favorite part of like the day-to-day -day of coaching, like getting out there on the court with the team? Like, I mean, how much are you playing with, with your players or what's your favorite part of it? Maybe. Oh, definitely being on court. Yeah. Um, hundred percent. Uh, yeah. Um, there's, there's nothing like, um, getting on court with someone who needs help. And half an hour, 45, an hour, two hours later, we walk off the court and 
there's a new light bulb that just went on in that player's head and to see their expression, to see their body language, to see that sheer happiness of, I've been struggling with this for years maybe, and finally I understand how to fix that. So that's by far the most gratifying feeling as a coach at, at this part of my coaching, my young coaching career is being on court and being as, as being as hands-on as possible because you know that's pretty much the only way that these players get better on court. Um, I think I still have a lot of work to do in in uh, in gaining the trust from my players to share, um, you know, maybe more sensitive personal issues, which obviously comes with a couple of years, with experience, with gaining more trust. Um, and I've no doubt that, that that's only going to come and that's going to get easier uh, for everybody. Um, but for now, I think, you know, the most influence that I currently have is, is helping players on court and um and that also you know has a has a great effect on their personal lives if they're able to play a match against williams and and all of a sudden that hour of of one-on-one work that we did pays off and that little piece helps them win a match their body language their faces their level of sheer happiness coming off that court that is priceless. As a coach, that is absolutely priceless. Well, any other thoughts you wanted to share about coaching that we haven't gotten to discuss yet? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think squash is a very unique sport. You know, it's difficult to compare it to any other college sports because um, you're on a big roster. You know, there's one college match. Um, uh, is nine players against nine players. Um, so it's a team sport, but you are on that court by yourself. Um, and for those who don't know the rules of squash, that if you're playing a game of squash, um, you're not allowed to get any advice from a player, a coach while you're on the court. Um, you're only allowed to get that advice once you finished one game, um, and a match is a best of five games. So it's a very limited opportunity for coaches and players to actually help, um, you know, specific situations on court. If someone goes on and they're getting their asses kicked, um, then, you know, it's on them to figure it out all by themselves. There is no help. So from a coach um, and a player's perspective as well is, um, a coach sees sees players at their most vulnerable um, moments, and you see what kind of uh, what kind of character those players have. What kind of character um, you know comes out during those those extreme moments. And I don't know if if you've been to many squash matches. I assume you have. Um, but again, for for people who haven't. Um, it's an extremely stressful environment. Um, it's very, you know, the margins are complete, are, are very small. Um, if you're playing number one on the team and you hit one shot that's, you know, potentially a couple of inches off, 
you could lose the points straight away. So the margin for error is so small at the college level, um, which just adds to the amount of pressure that these players are under. And to really answer your question is, and that's why squash is such a wonderful sport is I keep like relating that to, and I did this with a lot of players that I coached uh, before Bates was, okay, you're on this court and you're stressed out. You, you're anxious, you're worrying. How am I going to win this match? And a lot of players can't handle that pressure. So I often related that to, okay, so this is just a game. What is this going to do to, um, how is this going to help you persuade a future employer to actually hire you? If you can handle this stress, this type of uh, pressure to perform, once you get into an official meeting for a big job that you want, if you can relate to that pressure and that type of scenario that you felt on a squash court, that meeting, that interview is going to be a walk in the park. Yeah. And I think that's, that's one, of the, one of the major things or one of the big reasons why I love squash and I love uh, coaching squash is, yes, it's about sport. Yes, it's about winning. Um, but um, the effects, the positive effects uh, after college, after a college squash career um, really does relate to the certain pressures and difficulties that everybody will face after college. Awesome. Right, Herget. Thank you so much for joining us on the Bobcast. Really appreciate it. Thanks again. My pleasure. Next time on the Bates Bobcast, we'll put skis on and talk with Bates Nordic head coach Becky Woods from the class of 1989 and interim Alpine head coach Kurt Samard as the YA Coach Series continues. That's next time on the Bates Bobcast. Bates, 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 Bates